Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D dot com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. So I'm gonna, that's the last song that Tammy sang. She wrote that song. And uh, that's out of Psalm 121 if you want to read it later. And she had posted it last week on uh, Facebook. And I, and I posted it on my wall. And then I said, if you sing that song, I'll release, I'll release my teaching. That I've, been, I've been doing a study on faith, new faith and uh, New Covenant Everlasting <coughs> Faith, and I said I'll release my teaching, my first teaching on enjoying a God kind of faith. So if you, we're going to put the passion up. John, you can put that first scripture up in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11, 1 through 7. This is the passion, okay, the passion translation. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things which we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see. I like that. Somebody posted this week, one of my friends, pastor friends, they said, what do you see? On Facebook, he posted that. That was his question. What do you see? And I said, from eyeball to eyeball, in my body, I see Jesus. From eyeball, so I brought the eye in, you know, as a part of that understanding. And he was, he liked that, that definition. What do you see? That the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain, and God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. By his faith, Abel still speaks instructions to us today, even though he is long dead. Faith translated Enoch from this life, and he was taken up into heaven. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. I like that. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God, for we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real 
and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. And by his faith, the world was condemned. But Noah received God's gift of righteousness that comes by believing. Amen? Amen. But everything starts with faith in God. But you cannot have faith for what God will do apart from faith who he is. Great definition of faith found in the New Spirit Life Bible, in the word wealth that they have in that Bible, Mark 11, 22. Let's go to, I'm going to go to there in New King James, Mark 11. We're going to use this scripture a lot today. Mark 11, 22. It says, so Jesus answered and said to them, and now this is about the, the lesson of the withered fig tree, verses 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Now there's other th translations and other theologians whose either word can be their faith in God or faith of God. Have the faith of God. That's a God kind of faith, having that kind of faith inside of us. He puts that in us when we're born again. He gives us a God kind of faith to believe things we can't believe on our own. The word faith comes from the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. In the Strong's, that's number 4102. And it means confidence, conviction, trust, belief. Reliance, trustworthiness, and persuasion. In the New Testament setting of the word faith, which is pistis, this word is the divinely implanted principle of inward confidence and assurance and trust and reliance in God and all that he says. Other scriptural, other scriptural references. Let's go to Acts chapter 6. Acts 6, verse 7. Acts 6, verse 7. Acts 6, verse 7. It says, Then the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And then in Acts 14, which is just a couple of pages Acts 14, verse 22, it says, Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in faith, and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. And then one other scripture I'd like you to look at with me is Galatians. Galatians, Ephesians, I know that part. Galatians chapter 1. Verse 23, it says, But they were hearing only, he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. 
See, when we come to Jesus, whether we realize it or not, we are searching for the kingdom, which takes us to a quality of life better than anything we have ever experienced. After all, most people come to Jesus upon realizing their approach to life is not working. They want a better life. I don't know about you. That's what I wanted. I was done with trying to make it work. But the general hope given to people in their time of need, I don't know, I've heard this a thousand times now, Jesus is the answer. Amen? The general hope is Jesus is the answer. That may or may not be tr a true statement, but sadly, modern converts are being led to believe in Jesus. To save them is enough to solve a lot of their problems. When you depend on Jesus, he can do a lot. You know, when you start believing in him. After all, they were told Jesus is the answer. Real-life experiences prove that is never always the case, but herein lies a paradox that few seem to grasp. Salvation is not a one-dimensional event. It's, it is, I mean, it's massive. I mean, it includes a whole lifetime journey of deliverance and freedom and revelation and more revelation and understanding of things and more revelation and discovery. And it just never stops. just never stops. That's why when we sing, we want more of him in our worship, I say, Lord, yeah, I want more revelation. I want more understanding of who I am in Christ because I don't always get it. And I, sometimes I go back to my old, old, old thinking system that's sort of like leaves Jesus out of the equation. But on earth, that journey is consumed in the heart of the believer who enters the realm of the kingdom. And sadly, too many believers are like the Israelites who never entered the promised land. I have told you for years that the Bible contains over 7,700 promises that are yours. <laughs> That's why God gives you a lifetime to discover them and to start believing them. That's why it's good to memorize some, you know, that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. That he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And he forgives us of all of our sins, past, present, and future. That's good news. Amen? And they, like the, the Israelites, like many believers today, trusted God just enough to get them out of Egypt, the world, but never enough to enter God's promised land, Canaan and enjoy his promise for your entire life here on planet earth. Like them, many are always wandering in the wilderness, not inheriting the abundant life Jesus promised. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, New King James. 1 Corinthians. That's right before second. You know that, right? 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1. Just 11 verses. It says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. He was there. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples, say examples, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. 
And do not become idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. You want to know where we get the word faith from? From a faithful God. A full of faith God. Amen. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. And with the temptation will always make a way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. I mean the Apostle Paul reminds us in these verses. That everything that happened to the children of Israel. Is an example for us. And we can see where and why they stumbled. And we can also see when and why they prevailed. All these events were recorded in God's word for us, those who live under the new covenant and are seeking to enter the kingdom of God. The writer of the book of Hebrews lays out an obvious parallel between the journey of the Israelites and the journey of the new covenant believer. He also then presents the compelling typology of Canaan as an example of entering into rest which seems to be synonymous with the kingdom of God. Rest is an excellent metaphor for kingdom living. It is a place where we cease from toiling with our strength, trying to earn something when we can just trust God and experience His grace, making us able to live this abundant life. And by understanding the struggles and the victories of the Israelites, we can trust God's word rather than learning by trial and error. We can learn by their example to forego the pain of failure and move into a place of rest known as the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I enjoy rest. Amen? So faith begins with believing God is who he has declared he is. Faith in God does not merely believe he exists. It, it believes he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is who his names declare him to be. And most importantly, he is exactly as Jesus represented him. I like telling people, if you want to see God, just take a selfie of Jesus. Amen? And you'll be able to see who he is. But we can only believe God and can only and will keep his promises to the degree we believe he is who he claims to be. And we can only become like him when we see him as he is. The gospel of the kingdom is so good. It's unbelievable on every level until we discover and believe the truth about the goodness of God. One of my favorite songs. I just can't ever stop loving the goodness of God song. By Bethel. I just love that song. I'd sing it all night. Never get, never get tired of the words or the thoughts. Just like the song we sang today, Yes and Amen, by a House Fires. That, that song, I woke up this morning speaking in tongues 
and singing that song. When I was in the shower, <laughs> I was singing that song. That's all I could think about. Yes and amen. His promises are faithful. They're good. Amen? See, faith is not blind. Faith is when we see more clearly than ever before. God is completely trustworthy. And faith is built from discovering how faithful God is to his word. The Greek indicates that faith is being sure, fully convinced, fully persuaded, and immovable. The deep assurance of faith is not blind. It perceives God quite clearly based upon his testimony of himself. To know and to trust his character means we recognize and trust his promises. In the language of Hebrew, the words truth and faithful originate from the same root, which implies if it is the truth, God is faithful to his word. He never changes. And no man can make him change. Therefore, his truth never changes, nor his willingness to uphold the truth. In other words, God is completely trustworthy. And faith is built from discovering how faithful God is to his word. His consistent faithfulness is based on his character and his nature is proven through the thousands of years of recorded history as modeled by the life teaching and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus took a handful of ordinary men, tax collectors, doctors, fishermen, and women who have lived under the yoke of oppressive religious legalism, and these formerly uneducated believers found freedom in him and turned their world upside down. Their faith was built on the objective proof of God's word. Their personal interaction with God through Jesus caused them to believe and experience truth in their own lives, and they, like you and everyone in this room today, in Christ experience the power of kingdom living. You will experience this in your hearts. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And you will be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Because there are three factors that we all need for immovable faith so that we can experience kingdom life. They are the quality of a seed, which is Jesus. The quality of the soil and the nurturing for growth. And this is what caused the early disciples to turn their world upside down. Immovable faith. Another factor that caused Jesus' early disciples to turn the world upside down was their personal, intimate involvement with God through the Lord Jesus after his resurrection. For so long the church has been taught that faith in the God will do more when in truth God's work is done. It is finished in Christ. And we get to discover and enjoy all that we have. In Christ, every challenge in this life can be faced as an overcomer based on our knowledge and absolute confidence in the Word of God. His consistent, loving, and generous nature and His unlimited resources. See, trusting God for small things is comparable to confidently asking a friend for $5 as opposed to asking somebody for $5,000. The amount for which we can confidently trust to ask is based on the depth of the relationships 
and the resources of our friend. Believing God to provide his resources for our situation apart from a deep personal relationship would be like asking a stranger for a large sum of money just because that person is wealthy. It is a shot in the dark. Likewise, faith in what God will do apart from trust, faith in his character through personal intimacy is a shot in the dark. Selah. Take a break. Think about that. Because we're all talking about a God kind of faith. Amen? I mean, that's, that's the title of this message, a God kind of faith. When you have a God kind of faith, you are, you are able to see the end from the beginning. In my young days, we used to, when we first moved to Lakewood, we always would sometimes go to the, down to the corner of our street and watch a parade. You know, that was happening in Lakewood. And I, all I could see was what was happening in front of me. Yet I knew God up in heaven was able to see it from the, the beginning, the end, and the beginning. He, he could see it all because he had a, a, you know, a panoramic view of what was happening in that parade. But today... By simply flying a drone, the parade, and then looking at the video that it's recorded, things certainly have changed. Amen? We don't need blimps no more. All we need is drones. Because a lot of the things we see on TV are drone, drone videos. Again, in referring to Mark 11:22, Jesus tells us to have faith. The faith in God or the faith of God. And some, not all theologians, say this phrase implies that the believer should have the same kind of faith as God. But religion would reject such a thing as impossible. But God is our model for everything, and after all, he created us in his likeness and his image. When Jesus came to earth, he showed us exactly what it looks like for a man to operate in faith the same way God does. Because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen what? The Father. And he also said, the works that I do, you will do, and even greater works than this will you do. And when God created the universe, which means universe, this, the, the word means one song, by the way. Universe, one song. He established the model for operating in faith. And God followed the exact pattern Jesus taught in Mark eleven twenty-two and 23. Let's go back to Mark. And look at those scriptures again. That's scripture 11, 22, and then 23. And a little progression. <clears throat> so we read about verse 22, and we started. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God or faith of God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, somebody said, when you go to the, get to the mountain, you should say, Mountain, you are little. You are small compared to my God. I mean, if you're thinking about who God is, and then you look at a mountain, you say, wow, you're just kind of little. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Heart's a big important word here. But believes that those things he says will be done, he will have Whatever he says. This is in reference to when Jesus cursed the fig tree. And it withered and it died. Amen? He had the intention and conceived something 
in his heart. This is Jesus. And he spoke faith-filled words and did not waver. Hence, our perfect biblical model for faith. When we look at the first chapter in Genesis, we're not going to go there, but if you get some time later, read it. We see a repeated statement or a repeated phrase. It says, then God said, let there be. And the following statements usually occurred in some shape, form, or fashion. And it was followed by another phrase that said, and it was good. And the final part of the sequence statement was, and it was good. And each of these phrases give us insight into the operation of faith as Jesus taught. See, in the Hebrew language, there are different words from which we translate said or to speak. One emphasizes speaking, while the other places emphasize on speaking that which has conceived and developed in the heart, in our spirit man. See, the word used when God created the universe is a word that emphasizes the fact that all he spoke was first conceived in his heart. And it also indicates intention. In other words, God conceived something in his heart to bring it into existence. And again, because we know that we are created in his likeness and an image, we know our operation of faith should be identical to his. How many want some more revelation? How many want some more understanding? Amen? So our faith is in the way God created us and the way he modeled it. It is a faith in God personally and in his word and his process. I have no problem trusting his word. Over the years, it's proven to be faithful. Amen? Because I've, I've, I've seen that God is completely trustworthy. And remember this about God and Jesus. Every creative word he, God, spoke was delivered with absolute assurance that it would occur. So once our framework for faith is set, all that is left is not to doubt. Not to doubt. As God's people of faith, we believe in a spiritual city realm whose builder and maker is God. Luke 8.50 says, only believe. But that's not, those are big words. Because the battle is the belief. The sky is not the limit, but your belief system is. Amen? The sky is not the limit. Your belief system is your limit. What you can believe for. See, we understand Canaan was not the ultimate rest God promised to Israel. We believe in a kingdom that is only perceivable to a heart of faith. And as people of faith, we're not afraid to trust God. And we need no additional signs to make decisions because the testimony of Jesus being raised from the dead is all the evidence we need. Galatians 5, 6, and the New King James states that faith works by love. Faith works by love. Not by pride. Not by arrogance. Not by boasting. But by love. In other words, we only trust God to the degree that we trust His love. See, love as God defines it, it does not harm its neighbor. And much of today's fear was created by religion. Religion. Man's attempt to know God with this kind of belief, all motivation for trusting and follow God is destroyed. Once the character of God has been thoroughly assassinated beyond our ability to trust Him, 
Fear and obligation are the only motivation, motiv- motivations left to follow him. And people assassinate God all the time. I, I mean, I love Darren Hufford's book, The Misunderstood God. If you can get that book, buy it and read it. It's a very good book. Very good book. See, today's governments, the educational system, and science offers the false hope of a utopia society, finally giving us the perfect life. But there's a problem. What they're offering, those three things, political, government, and science are offering, is a utopia apart from God and His truth. And most of the philosophies upon which those promises are made have been presented in the earth and utilized for centuries, even millenniums. The truth be told, none of them have ever worked. Nor will they ever work, yet the masses place their hope in these things. Proverbs 29:14 calls them clouds without rain. Clouds without rain. And why do we keep falling for the same deceptive promise of utopia? Because our DNA is wired for it. Being created in the likeness of image of God, it's the unique nature, unique nature of human beings to know we should experience heaven on earth. I'll tell you, if you have not heard, there's a song out there by Steve Swanson. I don't know if you ever heard of Steve as a worship leader. He wrote a, he did a CD, Come Up, and on there, the whole, he's got the second song. It's all about heaven coming to earth. It's, for me, I love it because it's a rock. I know Mike would love it because it's a rocking song. But most people would not like the rocking stuff that's going on in that song. But the words are all about heaven coming through us and touching people on earth. As Jesus comes in us and pushes himself out into others. Amen? And people of faith pursue it with God. People of unbelief pursue it without God. And whatever, what, what's even crazier, the world claims they know the way. But the truth is, Jesus not only knows the way, he is the way. In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nowhere in all the pages of your Bible does God imply that we can trust in any other human to rule over us. No matter how good their intentions, those who rule over us will always oppress us. And those who seek to define and establish fairness only create justice for those who are in control. Every political, religious, or philosophical movement that has offered utopia has only produced pain. Without trust in God and His Word, however, the human race and its pursuit of happiness will always blindly follow those who promise to lead us away from pain and into pleasure, although God's Word shows us and history reveals those promises always end in a world of pain and suffering. Let me say it again. God is faithful. He's completely trustworthy. And how do we understand faith? By understanding and knowing God. And then understanding and knowing who we are in Christ and how we relate to one another. See, our Western culture misunderstands biblical faith due to the centuries of indoctrination. Conversely, our faith does not get God to do things for us. Faith is trust. 
And the essential factor in any lasting relationship is trust. Faith in God is trust for who He has revealed Himself to be. And what He's already provided specifically through the life, teaching, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I promise you, I only have two more paragraphs. And I'm done. (laughs) See, our responsibility is to persuade our hearts of what Jesus accomplished and what we have in Him until our hearts are fully convinced in movable faith. Since we are in Christ, we share in all that He accomplished and all that He has. We believe we have peace with God because Jesus is at peace with God. And the new covenant was God and Jesus, not God and man. So it can't ever fail. It's an everlasting covenant. It's a spirit covenant. And it's awesome. And this is the good news message of the cross. Whether new people are coming to Christ today or believers who are facing the challenges of life, experience all that we are, all that we are and all this rightfully ours, our inheritance in him is based solely on our faith in all that Christ and all that he's already accomplished. And how many know he's accomplished it all? And we can live in his rest. My final sentence, and we are done. (laughs) It's a long sentence. But it's not as long as the one in the book of Ephesians, I told you, with 240 words. (laughs) But the good news of, of the gospel of peace is the message of light that reveals God's love, opening our eyes in the midst of our darkness and enabling us to walk out the open door. Amen. I like the worship team to come. Yes and amen. Our God is faithful. All of his promises are yes and amen. Amen. I just wanted to um, share how how my husband said faith empowers us to see. Just go back to Noah. I mean, I want that kind of faith. And and it says that um, in Hebrews 11, it says that Noah had faith righteousness. He worked by faith because he had a relationship with God. It wasn't works righteousness. It was faith righteousness. And with that, when my husband says faith empowers us to see, could you imagine the faith, the relationship that Noah had with God? He saw that ark. He heard. He knew God shared his secrets with him. He saw he saw and knew what God was planning to do and he believed by faith. In fact, it was the first covenant ever mentioned in the Bible was Noah. It was the first mention of covenants. But I want to be able to see the way Noah saw.
before it happened, it was, and you know what, Faith, sometimes you're going to take a, a hit by those in the world, <laughs> just as Noah did, because they think you're sometimes out of your mind. But, but when you know your God, and you have the faith to believe what God says, he even gives you the ability to see. He saw that ark. He did it by how God told him to do it, but he saw it by faith. That, that's an incredible, incredible story. I want Noah's kind of faith. It took years. We can say that, see that with with Sarah. It took it, it it took years. She was 99 years old. That, it, that's incredible to me. Let me just read this. By faith, Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned. You see, God wants to to let us know His purposes and plans. He was divinely warned of things not yet seen. Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. What's incredible? I saw that ark in Kentucky. It was it was incredible how God used his family. One was one was um, moved by, uh, he knew how to do the, the plumbing. Could you imagine all those animals that needed plumbing? <laughs> it needed waste. He, he was geared in how to get rid of the waste in the ark. One of the daughter-in-laws was medical. She knew how to take care of the animals. It went on and on. One was a cook. Uh, he prepared each person with purpose and destiny just like he has for us uh, that's 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 an incredible thought but i'm going to tell you god wants to use us and let us know what he's doing his purposes and plans just like he did for noah and you know what that ark Jesus was there. That ark only had, that huge, huge ark only had one door, which symbolized there was only one way to, to get out, and that's Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for your gift of faith in us.
Psalm 121. God protects us. And then Psalm 119, I'll end with these verses. This is verse 169 in Psalm 119. We can have Jay come, Jay Garrich, and he knows the whole psalm by heart, forwards and backwards. Lord, listen to my prayer. It's like a sacrifice I bring to you. I must have more revelation of your word. Take my words to heart when I ask you, Lord. Rescue me just like you promised. I offer you my joyous praise for all that you taught me. Your wonderful words will become my song of worship. That's what that was, Tammy. Your wonderful words will become my song of worship. For everything you've commanded is perfect and true. Place your hands of strength and favor upon me. For I've made my choice to follow your ways. I wait for your deliverance, O Lord, for your words thrill me like nothing else. Invigorate my life so that I can praise you even more. And may your truth be my strength. I will never forget what you taught me, Lord. But when I wander off and lose my way, come after me, for I am your beloved. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy the, enjoy the snow. A couple months and April showers bring May flowers. Amen. Amen. God bless you.